Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, aka Crazy Cracker, aka Andre's Podcast. Brought to you by anyone that's listening out there. You know what? I have people from Germany listening to us and Russia. That's actually really cool. That's really weird. You know what? Today happened. I got a Russian phone number calling my number. I just didn't know how to do a political politics and all that stuff. Yeah, did you watch the debate last night? Yeah, it was fun. Oh. It was ridiculous, actually. One thing I want to know is like Nikki Hayes, the only woman candidate running for the Republican Party, she got beat down so bad by DeSantos and by um, Vivek Ramazway. That kid is obnoxious. And I'll talk about that later about politics, not on this podcast. But on this one, we're going to talk about sports. And that's why I got my buddy Parlay Smelly Sean here with me. Oh, woo! Got to be back. Look, look, folks. We got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk about, about football. We're going to talk a little bit about MLB. We're going to start with the Pistons lose again. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I guess we're going to start there. <laughs> I've never seen a team so debango, so debango in my whole life. I feel like, okay, this is what I feel like. I feel like uh, uh, Kay Cunningham is the only player on that team that has full development ability to play with a team and make his own shot. And then I do think that they're having Isaiah Stewart throw way too many three-pointers, for God's sake. He needs to be a rebounder. They do have Winston as they're uh, the starting guy, uh, the guy other than Duran, this guy named Wiseman or Winston. The w- Wiseman is the Wise- guy that we used to play for Kansas and used to be in Golden State. And yeah, I like him. I like him. Yeah, I like him on the court because he's does his job. He doesn't try to do things that he can't do, like Isaiah Stewart. I get it. You practice your three point shots. It's he is not- shooting like forty percent or thirty eight percent. Yeah, but you know what? You take shots away from. From Ivy because Ivy is much in the natural three point shooter, where we could actually use Isaiah Stewart as the rebounder. I mean, his energy in the paint is what we need, not some guy running around and trying to run picks. Or the Pistons don't really have that great of a center in any position, though. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, naming other five centers, they got Bagley and they got Stewart. I mean, but but naming other than the other than Phoenix. Other than the Lakers and maybe the Celtics and uh, in Milwaukee, maybe any anybody better who have a better center besides Denver and, and Joker, yeah, Embiid, yeah. Portland Trailblazers have Aiden that used to be with the Suns. Um, Miami but, Heat. Okay, but I this, mean, but I mean. Cleveland Cavaliers, I'd still have I'd rather have the Mobley brothers. Uh I oh mean yeah. Lopez and all that too. I mean well Lopez is on the box, but I mean the yeah. Mobleys, I mean I, I mean, mean good God. I mean I mean they just the, But I don't know the what the Pelicans are better because they got the the they got Zion and Velocious. Yeah, I just I just that Memphis is, Memphis Grizzlies, even though they only have six wins, I'd rather have, you know, Tillman, Jared Jackson, and yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, Wiseman and Stewart. 
Wiseman's good at rebounding and and going after shots when missed. Sacramento Kings, Sabonis. I mean, like they they. I don't know how they've lost. I mean, eighteen in a row, right? Eighteen, nineteen in a row. Eighteen. Eighteen. I just don't understand how they're so bad. They're just so ridiculously annoying. Is what it is. I mean, but, then look at the think about this. This is the rest. Of their, this is their schedule coming up. Magic, Pacers, Sixers, Sixers, Bucks, Atlanta. Um, don't know if they can win a single one of those fucking games. And then finally, four nights before um, Christmas, the Utah Jazz. Mm. So maybe on December 21st they could break that streak, and that would be 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. 24 straight losses. Wow. They're doing it for the day of Christmas. It's awful. This is honestly probably the worst NBA team in history. Whose fault is that? Is this Monty's fault? I mean, Sean Casey had almost the same team, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, do, I have no I think Mon, did Monty's assistants come with him? Must have, right? That team is so bad that if Monty doesn't win at least 30 games or turns this thing around, I don't really know what he's doing. He tried to start Ivy, not he tried to put Ivy on the bench for so long, that didn't work. I tell you what, Sasser coming off the bench or even starting sometimes, he seems to know what he's doing better without the basketball. That's something about most people don't understand about uh, today's NBA. There are not plays that are being called every single time you go down the court. A lot of times the players make their own plays, but the players need to learn learn how to run a double pick. And I feel like sometimes Ivy doesn't know where to go. He goes to the right wing when Kay Cunningham moves up the ball. And then Wise or Stewart make a pick for Cade. And then Cade either takes the shot or he passes it to a standing um, uh um, Ivy and that's the thing about it like when Ivy is not moving towards the basketball off a fast break or a steal or a pass he's almost useless and the thing about it is like, you have to run picks for him and if you do a double pick for Cade and for Ivy one of those two guys are going to get open but Stewart doesn't pass the ball that well and I know that Wiseman would be a better passer. Or that who's that white dude that plays for for Detroit? That's German or you got? You're not German. Bakovic. Bakovic. It's I. I almost feel like Bakovic should be moving the ball up the court as a point guard to give Ivy or Ivy or Kay Cunningham the possibility to be catching the ball after the. Off the pick. So the worst record in NBA history, it, I will say, originally it's the Bobcats in 2012, but that was a part, they must have ended the season early because it's 7 and 59, that's only 66 games. But the worst record is held twice by the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. In 1973, they were 9 and 73. In 2016, they were 10 and 72. 
Holy cow. Which means they Embiid must have been hurt that whole fucking season because Embiid's been in the league for more than seven years. But, so I guess my question is, can the Pistons win more than nine games? You would think they could, based on the talent that they have. <laughs> well, I tell you two what. two and 21. I tell you what. Do you know what could happen? If Kay Cunningham has a full year of basketball, he might want. He might just leave Detroit. This is his thirty-year contract. This is done. His rookie contract is over. So twenty-one times four is eighty-four, which that's two games over. Yeah. They've only won two games. You divide. So <laughs> two divided by freaking twenty-one is nine percent. So eighty f- or that times eighty-two. Is only seven point eight wins, so they're gonna have to win two games in a row. Well, and look at the stats that I just said on the teams that they're about to play. They could be two and twenty-four before they play the Wizards. That sounds. That's just. So that's un- a third of the season right there. That's unacceptable. That really is. I don't. Twenty-six. Twenty-six times three is seventy-eight, and you're only two-third. You're two-thirds of the way there, and you only got two fucking wins. I don't. They know. might not hit nine. No, they might not, but my dad, bless his soul, of all the years that Detroit's having the worst year ever, he's he's fighting. He's fighting leukemia, and this is like the only thing that could keep him alive if Detroit was playing well. I mean, you can't. With, without able to use chemo, and my dad's at that stage where he can't use chemo because the chemo's not working. So all his blood and is being uh, um, distorted by leukemia. And it's sad to say that this is the way that he's going to go watching the Pistons fail. So what do you think, to switch topics here for a second, how about this NBA playoff in-season games? whoop de freaking do I don't... You did have Reeves hit a nice buzzer beater a couple nights ago to keep them in the playoffs, and they play tonight against the Pelicans. Are you excited? No, I don't <laughs> care. I mean, I this is so bad. I, you know what? This and the courts are horrible. The courts. Have you seen these courts? They got they're all like, played in Vegas, right? Well, yeah. You've seen them—the green and yellow and black and some of the purple and white <laughs> and red put together. You know what this tells me? The NBA is finally falling from grace. Which we're about to go live for the Pacers Bucks game at five o'clock. Oh wow, that's on right now. It'll be on at five o'clock. Well, I guess we'll the watch. over the over under is two hundred fifty seven, but you guys will already know the score by oh, yeah. tomorrow. But there's two yeah. games on tonight. But anyway, the winner, the championship game is on Saturday. So hey, yeah, and guess who it's on Saturday? College basketball. People be watching that stuff. Of course they will. Yeah, the championship game. So just, okay, I guess we can talk about it for 10 seconds here, or a few seconds. Pacers, Bucks, who wins? I'm going to say Bucks, but I won't be surprised if the Pacers pull something out of their rear end. So Bucks are probably in the championship game on Saturday at 8 o'clock. Pelicans, Lakers, it's in L.A. I like C.J. Chrome. I like Brandon Ingram. I like... Velocious. I mean, they have a bigger squad, but it is LeBron. It's going to be Anthony Davis. It's going to be a big old whistle blowing day for the Lakers. 
Oh, that was a foul. Wasn't so they it? want the Bucks Lakers. Oh yeah. I mean, what? I mean, look, the ratings of the NBA. It's gotta be horrible. Who? I don't remember the last time we have NBA TV, and I haven't used it. A little bit, but not much. No, exactly. But what for? You, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, you're watching the Pistons. We're going to be watching. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to baseball? Or are we going to football first? No. You know what we got to do first? Oh, sorry. There's a new scenario about that. Jim Harbaugh, Alabama, Florida State. The commissioner of the Big Ten and the NCAA, this is going to run wild. They're so angry about Jim Harbaugh's cheating uh, scenario that they kind of knew or kind of know that Florida State would not be able to give him a chance to beat and get Michigan out of that championship game. Well, duh, we so, knew that, the third-string quarterback. No, but this is the thing. Everyone knows that Florida State should and well deserve to be in that game. Yeah, you're undefeated. You're undefeated. But because Alabama is the only team on that end that can actually, well, besides Washington Texas, but that Washington Texas game is is another story in itself. Texas can, can, can compete with Michigan. Yeah, but the point is that the reason why they did that is because they wanted Alabama – to be in the championship game and beat Jim Harbaugh where Texas and Washington, because they know how that Washington is in the game is in, in Jerry's world. No. Oh yeah. It's in Jerry's world. Yeah. Jerry's world. So they basically want Texas and Alabama. Yeah. I already told you that they want a rematch. Yeah. So, so that's, they want a rematch of week two. Yeah. So they wanted that to be more particular, but they're using the Jim Harbaugh, as, a, as an excuse for that big game again. Wow. So that's something that's to go to, to run wild with. All right. So we're going with baseball because it's baseball season. No one's going to, you know, only people who watch baseball, feel baseball, listen to baseball are going to want to listen. But we're going to get to the NFL. Let's talk about Soto and the Yankees trying to buy themselves a championship and they gave up a bunch of pitchers to San Diego Padres. Now, most of these guys are minor league pitchers. Couple, you said a couple of them are actually the closers or relievers or something. Yeah. I don't, no one that's a big name. It's not like it's exactly. Cole or King or Servivo because Servivo already signed with the Mets. Like it's nobody that's a starter. No, exactly. And they kind of screw themselves because. The Yankees in the past have had problems with pitching, especially their starting pitches. So I don't know why they gave up so many damn pitchers just for a guy that... They also got Trent Grissom. Yeah, yeah. So they also got him, but still, why would you give up so much of your pitching when you can't even win games? Because you can get games where it could be 9-7 Milwaukee or 9-7... Dodgers against the Yankees, you know? Baseball is not built the same no more. Baseball is not 2-1 to one or 3-1. to one. It's not 5-1. It's like now baseball is like 1920s. It's like 13-4. And I don't, in your opinion, do you really think that Santos is worth the trade? Juan ba- Soto? Mm-hmm. No, because I still think the fucking uh, Blue Jays are better than the Yankees. Yeah. I still think the Baltimore Orioles 
are better than the Yankees with that young ball club, and they have better pitching. Yeah. Look, it's all about. I mean, the Red Sox. Well, do we do have to talk about though? They 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 did. They just time out. They just got three outfielders. You know that. Yeah. Got Juan Soto, Verdugo, and Trent Grissom. That's a lot of that's a lot of guys out there in the outfield. Yeah. But even with those three guys, because I know Juan Soto is the number one player, Mm -hmm. I still believe. Well, Boston Red Sox are the worst team in that division now, but Baltimore getting Craig Kimball and keeping every single pitching that they already had, plus the batting lineup that's coming back. They didn't lose anybody. Baltimore and Toronto are still better than the New York Yankees. But that's not is that possible? Because you got this is what you got. You got Soto. You got Rizzo. You got. Aaron Judge, the judge himself. And then you got Mayhew. Yeah, Mayhew. You got Trent Grissom. Yeah. Well, you know what? LeMayhew is such a big disappointment for the Yankees because he was coming to the the Yankees for that bat. Not for the home run stuff, but to to put the ball on the field and to keep everything moving. And Rizzo was going to be there to hit home runs lefty. Because that short outfield for the right for the right field. So what did the Padres do last year? They had no fucking pitching, correct? Yeah. So they, they couldn't win any fucking games. So they loaded up in pitching. They're the smartest. Baltimore team. Orioles were already loaded with pitching. Yeah. And Toronto is pretty damn good with pitching too. And both of those teams made playoffs. Yeah. What do the Yankees do? They go get more bats. Yeah, it's all dumb. If your pitching is not, if you're just gonna base this on Garrett Cole. You, I mean, you can't make it to the playoffs on just a 20-game winner. No. you got to have other pitchers. And they lost Servino, the yeah. guy that had the perfect game or the no-hitter. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, okay. But my brother told me, like, he's not even that good. He's not, but uh, and the, so did you. the Yankees don't – I mean, they should be getting pitching instead of bats. Yeah, I don't. See, this is the thing about the Yankees. I think the Yankees are, like, old school. They think that they can win games by home runs. And you can't do that no more because pitchers are throwing the ball out of the bullpen 99, 95, 98 miles an hour. Where back then, in the 80s and the 70s and in the early two, uh, 19, the early 1900s or 1920s, pitchers, you, your bullpen would come in, but they wouldn't be able to throw 80, 90 miles an hour. They'd throw a lot of curveball sliders. A lot of the stuff that you can't see. And in the 80s, it was in the 90s, you get uh, Ramirez, no, uh, Martina, no, what was the guy for the Yankees? Martinez? No, Ramirez. Rodriguez? Rodriguez. That's the type of pitching that you actually need. A guy that can throw curveballs, sliders. But oh, pitch- you're talking about the pitcher. Yeah, the pitcher. Oh, Alex Rodriguez was the shortstop. You're talking about freaking uh, Mario Rivera. Yeah, Rivera. So that's the problem that they, that the Yankees have. They just don't. There's have. only three pitchers on that team that anybody would know their fucking names: Garrett Cole, yeah, Carlos Rodon because he's won some championships with the freaking Giants, but mm-hmm. he was trashed last year. Yeah, he was. And Nelson Cortez. Yeah. Everybody else on this list, I'm not even gonna say their freaking name. Yeah. So they have not improved. The Yankees will be just above the Red Sox. Maybe they win. Maybe the bats come up and they win. But okay, they were eighty-two and eighty last year. Mm-hmm. They have to win 
like 96 games. At yeah, least. remember, we're not. I didn't even mention the F in Tampa Bay Rays yet. I was just talking about Baltimore and freaking Toronto. Yeah. Tampa Bay is still better than the Yankees because they play well and they have pitching. Yeah, like, but you know what, brother? But you know what about the Tampa Bay Rays? They always start high and they end up cold, and they don't do shit. But they, I mean, they're still better than the Yankees with that. Yeah, but still. Let's just those, say, let's just say, let's just say, they had ninety nine wins. Yeah. Let's just say they struggle, yeah. and they win eighty nine games. Yeah, eighty nine would still make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you're getting bats, but it's, I don't know. Look. Other news in baseball. St. Louis, great. Yachty. Is now. Something in the president in the box. And so he's, I'm sure he's doing something with the baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's probably just a recruiter. That's a nice word for recruiting. He'll probably try to uh, help out that catcher that was with the Cubs the year before. Oh, the guy that doesn't like the Cubs. The worst. So happy to be out of the Cubs. What a little prick. I'm a Cubs fan, by the way, and a Tigers fan. Don't tell me why. Don't tell me. Ask me what happened. I just like both those teams. So, a former Detroit Tiger, Candiano, Jameer Candiano, signed with the Reds for three-year contract, forty-five million. He's a decent third baseman. He's thirty yeah. years old. You know what? I like that. I like that. I like that because in Detroit. All those guys that year that Detroit was really, 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 really bad. And then we didn't have no pitching. Those guys tried to hit the ball too hard and they couldn't catch up with anything. And they only missed the playoffs by one get or by a one and a half last year. And they locked they lost Nick Centel mm-hmm. to the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. So I think Jameer is a good pickup. But how about you want to talk about your little bit of Tiger Rodriguez? Iran, yeah, they he. Know, but this team just got better. <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't want to go to the Dodgers. Don't trade me to the Dodgers. I don't like L.A. I don't like anything about the Dodgers land. But I'm going willing, willing to go to the Diamondbacks down south. And this is, team hasn't been in the playoffs other than last year, and one, you know, to make a World Series, and their pitching is better. But you go to the you go to the Dodgers, you got a guaranteed playoff every year. I know Arizona's not guaranteed to make playoffs every year. And who knows? They might have been. They may. They may even have an off year. Usually, teams like this, like Arizona, they got a lot of talent, though. Well, the, well, I say this. Usually, when teams like Arizona has a really good year, they have a real bad year in the following year. They They're, picked up Eugene Suarez. They mm-hmm. have a lot of pitching. Yeah, I could still see them being a wild card. They could. Padres still probably going to suck. Giants still suck. Well, you know what? I want to say Padres are going to be probably be better because now they have other pitching, and now they can use guys in their rotation. They got like five, six new pitchers, so they're going to be in spring training. They'll be figuring things out. They might be able to trade two or three of those pitchers. For they lost that former Boston Red Sox pitcher, Waka. Waka, Waka. They still have Blake Snell. Oh, yeah, that guy is not good anymore because... His ERA was good, but they had no fucking run support. Yeah, yeah, it's always not his fault. But, yeah, I just, you know... Yeah, Detroit, oh. One of my all-time favorite closers, Mr. Chicken Wing himself, Kimball. Craig Kimball is going to the Baltimore Orioles. 
That's good. I love this. No, because I want to buy I like Craig Campbell. Do you know, I still need to buy a Baltimore or a hat. I got 11 more hats to go and buy for Major League Baseball. And then I'm thinking I'm going to completely stop. Because I got my Detroit Lions. I got my Detroit Pistons. Does anyone want to buy a Detroit Pistons hat? I only wear it like six times. Seriously. On that note. Oh, wait. Andrew Meadows is no longer a Detroit Tiger. And they say that he had some mental issues in Detroit. Everyone else is saying he just doesn't want to play in Detroit. His brother, I think his brother's name is Patrick Meadows. He's still in Detroit. He's kicking ass. So, you know, I mean, let's put it this way. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, Andrew Meadows. I get it. You didn't want to get traded. You got screwed out of that uh, last-minute trade in the beginning of 2023. And then the team just send you to a place where it's uh, it's pretty not good. Downtown Detroit is awesome, but the outskirts of just the outside of downtown Detroit, it's pretty bad. So, I mean, like, it's not bad like you're going to get killed, but it's like everything's run down. There's no houses and all that, but you wouldn't live in those houses during the weekend or the week that you play in Detroit, you live somewhere. In, in but the, Detroit fans are very good fans. Yeah. In all sports. Y- yeah, and we're not dicks about it. Nope. We're not. We When we win, we win. When we lose, we kind of complain a little bit. But we're not, like, we won't throw things at you like Philadelphia Eagle fans. And Detroit fans, I mean, even when you go back to, since we're on Detroit for a second before we go to football, I mean... We are so stoked, though, because we have struggled in hockey. And then, and, and come on, anybody that enjoys hockey, the Red Wings are considered one of those teams. They had that 20, 22 game or 22 years in a row, 2022 years in a row. 25 years in a row of making the, of making the playoffs. Okay, so 25 exactly, but yeah. we've been out for like five or six now, or even eight maybe. Like it's been, it's, it's been rough. Been, yeah, it's been rough. And we're the fourth best team in major league in in hockey and in, 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 in the NHL. Yeah, is this is a different team. This is a really fun team. Sean and I both went to see them once last year and then this year, and just the the way that they're able to transition from from one uh, from one guy to another, passing their ability to keep the puck in the zone. Uh, during the power play and not the power play, uh, they have four different lines. I think maybe they have five, maybe no, maybe four or five. But they haven't even started Patrick uh, Patrick Kane yet. So Justin Matt, well, he's going to be on the second line. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember who who are, like who's on the second line. But it's one of the guys that used to play with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. They're going to put him together with him. So this team, this team is looking really good. You know, God bless Larkin for losing his kid of stillborn and all that, but everything else is kind of coming together. Our goalie's pretty good. You know, there's times that we we got lucky that we came back and won in OT. But if you want to go see a Detroit Red Wings game, this is the time to do it. Uh, you won't be wasting money. 
they're a lot of fun. They do a little of the Ric Flair woo every time we score. And they play Eminem for all your uh, 30 year olds who are were influenced by Eminem. But, I mean, the Little Caesars Arena is pretty fun. It's, it's pretty cool. So, now we'll get to the NFL, right? Yes. All right, let's go. Uh, so, do we want to talk about the Steelers and the Patriots? Can we start with, actually, it's going to be interesting because the a couple of things that I just saw, um, people are picking up some random names. You know who just got picked up by the Rams? Who? Mason Crosby. Hmm. No, that's the former kicker for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah. He was assigned to the practice squad. So that's that's kind of interesting. Another thing that's kind of interesting is um, the Eagles got Shaquille Leonard, which used to be with the Colts, and he'll be playing the first game against the Dallas Cowboys. But those are just – I mean, there's a few other names that are on there, but those are the top two that got picked up in the last three days. So, yes, go back to the Steelers. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, oh and by the way, all those people who are listening to this live – uh, the NBA is on, and you can see all the hoo-ha colors on the, on the court. That means nothing to us. It looks like a. It looks like the LBJTQ plus was uh, allowed to do anything on the court. That's what it looks like. It's ridiculous. Why can't we just have a regular basketball court? You know, and if you are just gonna play basketball like this, you might as well just go to New York City and play in Rutgers or play street ball. That's what I'm saying. Rutgers and street ball. You might as well just go there. But, all right, no, I, I'm not a big fan of NBA anymore. No, it's gotten worse. I don't know if it's the only thing we have on until 8 o'clock. So, let's go to the Steelers. Two teams that struggle. What's Pickett's that? Pickett's not playing. Yep. We got Trewinski. Oh, yeah. He lost his job to Pickett. I don't even know who's starting tonight for the um, Patriots. It's, it's not Mac Z- Jones. Yeah, it's probably Zappy. Zappy, and Sean wants to give out a stat about the Patriots' last three games. Oh, last three games they haven't even hit the ten point mark, and they've hit six points in every single game. Every single game. So, if there's a way to find that on parlay, where the Patriots score over six points, I would take that. Wouldn't you take that? Maybe, maybe I would just because for the hell of it, you know. It this might be worth the hell of it, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, Patriots don't have Stevenson. He's hurt, so Zeke Elliott will be getting the ball a lot. Tonight, he might get some receptions. Yeah. They have the Parker kid that used to play for the Dolphins. They also have Juju Suster, which was an idiot. He should have just stayed with the Kings, but he wanted – or the not the Kings, the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. But he wanted more money to go play with Mac Jones. How dumb is that? No – Poor people do that. That's a poor man's decision right there. He, like, I think a lot of people in the I would have took $2 million less to stay with Patrick Mahomes. Well, I would too, but poor people. Like, yeah, remember, this guy probably came from, from nothing. So he probably owes people money or mom and dad or brother and sister. They need extra money. So he's supporting the whole crowd for like four years. And then they go back to be poor. That's basically, right? that's a poor man decision. That's what they do. That's why I. That's why I think he is from Long Beach, California. Yeah. So he's. Isn't that kind of a rich area? Not really. Not not if you're black. 
Okay. It's more it's more middle class black, but it's not it's not middle class. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go down the line. So Steelers win tonight, right? Yeah. They should. If they don't, they're ridiculous. The Rams and the Ravens. It's in Baltimore. Uh, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson's rushing yards. And I'm going to go with, uh, well, they're running backs to go back and forth. Edwards is in, and so is, who's the other guy? Henderson, probably. Yeah. So I would take. Other rookie? Yeah. And remember, they don't have Andrews. He's hurt still. Actually, it's Kyron Williams that's their rookie. That quarterback, but it are the Rams getting hot? It's a hot time for. They're six and six. Cooper Cup's been playing well. I mean, would you take Cooper Cup to score a touchdown, or would you take Nuka? Hmm. I would take Cooper Cup. Yeah, I agree. Because it's Matthew Stafford's favorite receiver. But I could see them both scoring. But here's the thing. Will they be able to move the ball downfield if the defense of the Baltimore Ravens can get in the backfield and stop the rushing of the running plays of the Rams? Still Stafford. Yeah. But Stafford is not. Stafford is just as bad as Jared, Jared Goff in the pocket when it, when when he does get pressured. Am I right? I should know this because I used to watch Matthew Stafford in Detroit. So that's not really a good question for Sean because he likes those Dallas Cowgirls. He watches Dallas to watch the cheerleaders. That's it. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't do that. His buddy, Dad. You know what? Since we're talking about this game, about that game, we're going to talk. We're going to go all the way to Sunday Night Football to make this fun. We're going to Sundays or skipping them? No, we're going just go everywhere right now. Because well, it's because the Eagles I brought, versus the Cowboys. Because I brought it up. What do you think? Do you think Philly is going to have another uh, poopy pan party? Do you think they're going to have a big old, oh, look, we're playing a good team. Now we're going to stinker. Or is, oh, or is this going to be one of those games that Doc Prescott has a fart and just can't find nobody? Like CC Lamb will be open and he would be throwing the ball 10 yards over his head. Or do you think it's going to be like a high-scoring game, be like 35 to 42 or 47 to 50, whatever? This is a tough one. I mean, obviously the Eagles are not going to play as bad as what they did last week. They better not. There's no way. They got smoked. But it's, it's a good, this is a road game for them. The over-under is 52 points. And I would almost take the over on that. I would too. Because that's 28-24. Yeah, I mean that's fifty-two points. I would take CC Lamb for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I would take Jalen Hurts for a touchdown or AJ Brown or both. Yeah, I don't know if I would do anything about Howler. I feel like sometimes, like what you said last time, but definitely Hurts because they don't hand the ball off if it's anything less than the two-yard line. They do the Philly the Philly statue play. Hurts does not touch the ball, does not give it to Swift. If it's less than two yards, you get your you get you got you got everybody pushing Hurts. The odds that Hurts gets in the end zone is uh pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Hurts and CD Lamb are my top two. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And if you want to take a dark horse, you take Cooks again. 
Oh yeah, that's a good. Cooks has been playing well. That's not bad either. I like that. But to be honest with you, the reason why I wouldn't take power because you made a point where they don't go to power enough. No. And then they have their uh, backup running back that they keep throwing in there back and forth. I don't know if Power is actually a starting running back. I don't think he has the energy for that, do you? The other guy that you could do is a dark horse. He, uh, Dak does like his tight end, Jake Ferguson. Yeah, see, that's another one. Yeah, but, you know, I would, yeah, yeah, I would put, if I had to put that in a parlay, those two games, uh, the, that team and a, another football parlay, I would either stay away of who's going to win the game you would take the over. I would just take the over. You take Hurts as a touchdown. Yep. CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. Those three, you could just do those three. Yep. All right. Another interesting game, the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a 4-30 game. Yeah, I know. The Bills are 6-6. Six and six. They need this one. Yes, Kansas City just can just close the door on them. This is a well, this Kansas is, City's got to regroup. They lost in Green Bay. I know, but this is a game that can can Kansas City lose two games in a row? Can they? Well, this time they're at home. Well, yeah, but the thing was, is Josh Allen gonna be able to find Gibbs or or Davis or they don't have a running play? I tell you what, the biggest problem with uh with, with the Buffalo Bills as no one's really talking about. They don't have a, a, a running back no more. Singletary or Singer, what's his name? Singer, the guy from last year. Singletary, Singo. Yeah. So why don't you move up Leonard Fournette? Yeah. But they you need. Leonard Fournette's on the practice squad. Yeah, but they need more rush. They need more uh, uh, people to run the ball. Kansas City, you know. Because so, right now, Buffalo is the 11th seed. Yeah. And they probably won't make it if they lose this game. But this is a good upset game for, for for the Buffalo Bills. Am I right? Yeah, you wonder if Von Miller is still too much of a distraction. So listen to this schedule. They play the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Patriots, and Dolphins. Jeez. That's not fun. They probably lose three of those five. Mm-hmm. And they could lose to the Chargers. They could lose four or five. Mm-hmm. So you're probably right. They're not going to make the playoffs. No, they probably won't. I I think they just don't have a running back. So forget. So take the Dolphins. No, yeah. Or take the Kansas City. Yeah. All right, all right, folks. That's an easy. I mean, it's minus one twenty too. I take the Chiefs. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. Um. Yeah, well, here's going to be a good, interesting game. Jackson Jaguars, Cleveland Browns. Trevor, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco against Pretty Boy Trevor Lawrence. We don't know if Trevor Lawrence is playing. Bad ankle. He's got a bad ankle. Etini Jr. is also questionable. So that team is getting hit hard because no one's taking them lightly no more. And they don't want a second-year quarterback being prancing around like a cane yet. You haven't earned anything yet, Trevor Lawrence. But, Trevor, I'm sure you're not listening to this, so you don't care. But this is a this is a game where I probably would just take the the, the 1-13. and 
You just have to decide who's going to win. Amari Cooper's questionable in that game, too. Sorry. Okay. But I would probably take the one of the 13, correct, in that game. Yeah. 71% chance of rain. Mm Mm-hmm. And I probably would go under uh, the average yard for passing for both quarterbacks. They're now saying that Flacco's not going to play. They got D. Thompson listed as the starter. Really? Well, then you know that for sure you go over, I mean, the under 189. I'll bet my money that game will be under 189. I mean, that quarterback yard, Tim and Jank, will be under 189. Because Thompson likes to run. Yeah. So So does Cleveland wins that game if Lawrence doesn't play? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so, too. But then I would put that at the 1 and the 13, for sure. That's what I it's would. It's a reigning game, so who's your better running back? Mm. That's tough. If Vettini plays, you got to go Jacksonville. If Vettini don't play. You're definitely going Cleveland. Yeah. So that's and take your dark horse, Kareem Hunt, to get in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting dark in here. I didn't turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> I would take Cleveland at home. Yeah, I would, too, because... I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be sufficient at all. So let's, you know what? This is going to be, all right, I'm going to wait for that game. We're going to talk about, you know what? We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions at the Bears. This game could be a very trap game for Detroit. Last time they met up, Justin Fields, Almost came back. Well, the Bears dominated the whole freaking game. They did. But that game in itself, Detroit should have never won that game. But Hell they got lucky. No. But but they did. So what I would do if I was Detroit is put down the meadow to the pedal and don't do what you did with the Saints either. Where you just get a twenty one point lead and then there's somehow, some way you're kinda like flaky yourself around the other end zone. I, so I like David Montgomery to get in the end zone because home, they love. Well, it's in Chicago. It's in Chicago, and but it's he, a rematch. A rematch. And he likes and he is all. If they're within ten yards, they like giving the ball to Montgomery. Then and he's coming back home. Correct. Then I would also probably take St. Brown, maybe. St. Brown or Laporta. Okay, that's fair. And do you, as a bear, if you were a Bears fan, do you take Justin Fields to get in the end zone? Yeah, but you know who I also like? No, actually, yeah, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. More. More. More I would, in? I would take more for yards. I wouldn't take more to get touchdowns because I think he's going to be double teamed. More will. The other guys on that team, maybe I would take the under yards so you can take the alternative. More's yards. over under a 73 and a half. See, okay. I would lower that down to 50. Sure. Laporte is over under is 46 and a half. That's always the See, that's the thing about tight ends, especially Detroit Titans. They they always give Detroit Titans 46 over under. And unless and, you're Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and I usually take that. Travis <laughs> No, I usually take Laporta the yards because he's becoming his favorite receiver. True. And because well, you know me, I'm still I'm still pissy about Hutchinson. But Laporta, the thing is about it, I to me, is this. Are you going to do this every three years when you're just going to draft another linebacker, uh, another tight end 
when you can just pay the guy and then you don't have to get re-associated with a new player. Not sure. You know what I mean? That's just stupid to me, right? Jared Goff. If Jared Goff can be protected or if Jared Goff can, if the offense coordinator, Ben Johnson, I think his name is, can actually have the guys run them short routes or long routes three to five steps back for for Jared Goff, they'll easily win this game. But if Jared Goff is in the is in the in, is in the backfield as a quarterback and you can't find no one to open or he doesn't get the ball out for three to five seconds, it's gonna be a long game for Detroit. Over under is forty three and a half. Mm, I would almost go over would you? Twenty four twenty. You could. But in reality is this. Reality is this. The defense, oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You know why? Because I forgot about our defense coordinator. <laughs> he doesn't understand the play call at a certain occasions of the game. It seems like every time I watch Detroit, it doesn't matter first half, second half, I watch the whole game. It seems like when the defense, of, I mean the offense of the other team gets in a streak, they keep calling the same plays until you want to, make a defensive play or defensive call to to stop that play. What's his name? Green, green, green. What is Aaron Green? I think this is his name Aaron Green. The defense coordinator, you, you know what he does? If I know that the ball's going to Camaro, he's got a passing play. If they think that's if the Saints were going to run the ball, it'd be another passing play. If, if they thought the ball was going to go to a receiver, they call it running play. They do, it, it, it's just totally opposite. I feel like, I feel like Aaron Glenn. That's what it is. Aaron Glenn, the defense coordinator, does the complete opposite of what the other team is going to do on the play call, on the next play. And that's what drives me nuts about him. He drives me crazy. I think they might. They can't fire him now this year, but I think they're going to have to look for a new defense coordinator. Lions win though, right? Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, you may want to get close to the mic or move the microphone close to your mouth. So, mm-hmm. Sean, are there any other games that you want to? I mean, you got to look at. I mean, the Bengals-Colts game is intriguing because even though it's Burling, I mean, they're both playoff contenders. Let's mm-hmm. go, it's in Cincinnati. I don't care. I think they can win that game. I don't think Jordan Taylor's playing. Oh, you're right. Joe Mixon and Chase. No, but, nah, but, no, but they have a Zach Moss. He's good. They have their new starter. You, you know so you're going to take the Colts over the Bengals at home? Of course not. But you know, in, my, okay. in, in my heart, I want the Colts to win. You know why? Because they deserve it. Michichu, our new... Version of Fitzpatrick is our guy. Is our guy. This is what it's what it's what every person dreams of if they can't become a starter. Is to take the starting position, take a team to playoffs, and win a Super Bowl. Like Sean's favorite quarterback, Nick Foles. I it's love Nick Foles. Not that Prescott. It's not. It's not Tony Romo, and it's not. You're the main man, Troy Aikman. 
It is Nick Foles. Oh my god. In reality? Oh my god. In reality? Sean loves the Eagles. I hate the Eagles. Because he loves Fuck the Eagles. He loves Nick Foles was at Michigan State, you motherfucker, before he went to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then he transferred to Arizona. Because he, he was behind Kirk Cousins. And that's the reason I like Nick Foles, because he was a Spartan. Not because he was a motherfucking Eagle. He loves I hate the fucking Eagles. He loves green. I do and love green, but I hate the fucking Eagles. He loves the Eagles. He anyway, Minnesota Vikings, playoff hunt. Playing against the Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders. Josh Dobbs is back starting. Oh, my man. And Jefferson's back. Just told you to blow out. Uh, in Las Vegas. No. You know why? 1 to 13. Yeah, you know why? It's because it's going to be a little rusty. You take 1 to 13 Vikings? Yeah. It's going to be a rusty game for uh, Dobbs and Jefferson. I think Jefferson's going to have. I think it's. I think either Justin will have the ball right away, catch a couple of passes, but that they're going to throw a double team on him right away, and that's going to be an issue. And then they're going to keep a spy on Dobbs so he can't run out of the pocket. Hawkinson is going to be the guy that, that you're going to want. So Hawkinson scores a touchdown. I think so. I think you go with him because all the attention is going to Jefferson. Uh, who's the other receiver? Does Devontae Adams score? I would probably take Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Josh Jacobson, if you're going to do the same game parlay, Josh Jacobson, Hook, Hook, Hawkerson. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that. I don't know if Jefferson would get in. I don't know the the other receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. I can see his last name. Oh. Osborne. I'd probably take him over. I'd take Jefferson because he'd be double teamed. I would take Osborne's yards, but he drops a lot of balls sometimes, I heard. So I really don't know about that. So your favorite team. You absolutely love this team. You love how they cannot win a fucking game. All they do is blow it at the end. The Chargers versus the Denver Donkeys. Why? Can the Chargers regroup and win this game and shove it up the Denver Donkeys' ass? Or do the Denver Donkeys regroup and stay in the playoff line? Well, the Chargers are already out of the playoff line, so it don't matter. The Denver Donkeys need this game more than the Chargers. Wait a second. How's the Chargers out right? Oh yeah, because they like have only four one and point. fucking eight. I think it's in Los Angeles. Well, I think because they have a better coach, I think Denver will win. But I would take. Sorry, them. they're actually five and seven. It's not like they're out of it. They'd have to win the next five games and be ten and seven to be in a wild card. Yeah, so I'm a little surprised by that. But I don't know. That game, that team is the most disappointing team in the NFL as of right now. Oh, hell yeah. Eckler, Herbert, Keenan Allen. Or is it, or, well, you know what? They lost the guy, Mike Williams, in the beginning of the year. And that. Buffalo's pretty disappointing, too, though. Buffalo's even more disappointing, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But you know what? You can't win the division like three or four. I mean, you your own uh, division like three or four times in a row. It's going to wear out. Am I right? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? If you're if you get fired, and you know where I'm going to go with this, the coach of the century for the Patriots, Belichick. I already told you he's going to San Diego. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. There is word. There is word out in the streets of Buffalo, 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 Buffalo Wild Wings, Buffalo, that the head coach of Buffalo might get fired too. McDermott? Yeah. 
he's been proven that he can't take the team to the next level. I guess my question is, do you want Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? I think, I think if I was Belichick, I think I would go with Herbert because Herbert would listen to Belichick a lot more. Josh Allen, his head is screwed incorrectly, and sometimes just pulls a f- fast one on everybody. And Eckler's a better running back. Yep. And Keenan Allen's going to stay. And I don't want to go to a Buffalo team with Josh Allen being the leading interception since he's been in his, in 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 the NFL. He has led interceptions since 2016. He leads the league every year in interceptions. Wow. And then on top of that. Guess who's getting fed up and doesn't want to be in Buffalo anymore? Diggs? And calls his brother all the motherfucking time, baby. Let's come to the Big D, baby. Let's match him up with Kane. I don't know. Let's so, have Diggs on one side. And CC Lamb on and the other. CC Lamb on the other side. Well, okay. I think that could work. But the problem is this. You only have one football. <laughs> so you can't throw the ball to both guys. So who's going to take the who's going to take the underbelly um dis uh, uh disqualification of catching more or receiving more or touching the ball more? You think CC I hope I he, hope that baby Diggs looks at his brother uh, big brother Diggs and says, "You want to win a championship? We want you on this team." But C.D. Lamb will be the number one receiver. They'll, you'll be number two, but sometimes you'll lead the team and be number one because they'll double up on C.D. Lamb. Are you okay not being number one? And hopefully Baby Diggs gets him to do it. I don't know. No, I can't see it. I can't see it. You know why? Because Diggs is an egomaniac sometimes. He wants to touch the ball. He likes playing with balls. Yeah. And footballs. Yeah. Sean likes playing with balls. <laughs> Idiot. He's just a little weird. It's okay. It's okay. We accept him and the your LB- favorite number sixty nine. We accept Sean and his LBGTQ. No, things. not LBG. Not fucking any of that shit. Hey, hey, I am a a good Christian man who respects your personal goals. I love the pussy cat. Okay. All right, all right. So we got off track. We made a. We got a double header on Monday night. Yeah. Do you like that shit? I don't know. I hate. They both start at the same time, so it's pretty dumb. I hate that stuff. ESPN must be losing a lot of money. And it's Miami versus Tennessee, so it's going to be a blowout. Tennessee is going to win that game, and then the what? Miami's going to win that game. I thought you said Tennessee was going to win. I said. You did say Tennessee. Oh, my bad. Miami's going to win that game and blow out. That's a game that you probably take more set score touchdown and Tyreek Hill score Wait, touchdown. wait, wait. Oh, wait a second. Is Miami the team that plays really good against bad teams and really bad against good teams? Is that how that goes? It is, right? They play great against shitty teams. Yeah, so that's why you take Miami. And you take more set and you take freaking Tyreek to score. Yeah. But the other game... Is Green Bay versus the Giants. So this is very good for Green Bay because they're going to be 7-6. and Because they ain't going to lose. Hey, you know what? You, you, you know what, all you Green Bay Packer fans? 
you guys are going to be the only ones watching that game. So that ESPN rating stuff is still going to be bad for ESPN in the NFL. Because the only people going to watch that game are Green Bay Packer fans. Giant fans, you know what they did? They switched teams and went to the Jets. Or they're already talking about the New York Knicks. Or they're talking about the New York Rangers. But I know one thing they're not doing. They're not watching the New York Giants. Would you rather watch the Giants versus the Packers or would you rather watch the Dolphins versus the Titans? Dolphins and Titans because at least the Titans have a running back and maybe a receiver, Hopkins. So at least you can watch that excitement of, of nowhere. You don't want to watch Saquon Barkley? No. No. I would will, I will, rather watch uh, Josh Daniels play again and see if he can create his comeback, comeback, comeback player of the year. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Here's a good question. Who's the other bad quarterback that's out there right now? Who is it? Bad quarterback? Who would you take if you had to start your fantasy football and it was down to Mac Jones or Josh Daniels? Let's say both of your quarterbacks get hurt. Well, where is Josh Daniels? I don't even know who Josh Daniels No, the quarterback for the for what's his name? No, no, the quarterback for the Giants. What's his name? Oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Jeez, I'm getting, I'm getting like three guys. I'm, I'm thinking about Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. Oh. Would you take Daniels or would you take Mac Jones? I would take Mac Jones because he has better receivers. He's got Juju and he's got Devontae Parker. Okay. Okay. Daniel Jones doesn't have a receiver to throw to. Sure he does. Himself. Slayton. I guess he can throw it to Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I don't know. That's a dumb question because that was too, almost too easy to answer. Are there any more other games we got to talk about because this is nuts? No. No. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was fun. We did it. Sean and I will try to do an episode for Monday morning for Sunday night football recap. So that's what I, we're hoping for. By the way, thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. We got a little sidearm a little bit. Sean was trying to do uh, a come out party or something. I don't know what he was doing. No, I wasn't trying to do nothing. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> but thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. You can listen to my podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to Podbean, Buzzsprout, the whole bit. Thank you. Thank you, Sean, for showing up. Always great to be here. It was a lot of fun. Peace. Love everyone.